stop. This message could save you from investing your precious time into a true crime story that goes nowhere. Avoid that disappointment. You need True Crime Feed Podcast. Unlimited premium true crime curated for you. Find out about a female serial dater turned serial killer. The truth about the D.A.R.E. program. Bizarre black markets, political murder plots, and a school for troubled teens so horrific it could be a Stephen King novel. True Crime Feed sifts the archives from the past decade to select the best cases and gives you a quick overview sprinkled with a teensy bit of humor, plus a weekly top three power ranking for shows currently trending, and lets you know what shows to send down your podcast queue trapdoor. You know you want those thrill chills, so come and get them. Subscribe to True Crime Feed. That's True Crime F-E-E-D wherever you get your podcasts. Back in 2014, Delaware was facing a tragedy they have not quite seen since. A mother of three left her home in the middle of the night to run to the store. When she returned, her neighbor witnessed a story so unbelievable that he himself became the object of suspicion. The case offers so little information that we are scrambling for answers to this very day. This is the case of Nefertiri Trader. Nefertiri Trader was born on February 21st, 1981, in Delaware. Affectionately known as Nephi by her friends and family, she was the eldest among her siblings and a mother of three children herself. Described by her cousin, William Trader, as an outgoing and enjoyable person to be around. According to her mother, Denise, as well as other friends and family, Nephi was a highly outgoing individual. She was a genuine people person who embraced life to the fullest and was widely recognized in her local community. For work, Nephi held the role of a housekeeper at Christiana Hospital in Newark, Delaware. Dreaming beyond that position, Nephi held aspirations of advancing to a position in patient transport within the hospital. As an adult, she resided in Newcastle, Delaware specifically in the Saddlebrook subdivision on Freedom Trail. Nefertiri and her mother shared a strong bond, maintaining daily phone conversations as a regular part of their close relationship. Denise, who is widely regarded as a very loving and dedicated mother, made it a point to connect with her children every day. Anything other than talking to her children daily felt highly unusual. There was even a period when Denise stayed with Nefertiri for a few years, emphasizing the depth of their connection. In the days leading up to her mysterious incident, Nefertiri was on medical leave from her position at Christiana Hospital, taking time off for a procedure. The specific details of the procedure she underwent remain unknown. On the evening of June 29, 2014, Nephi drove her cousin to work. At the time, William was staying with her and her three children in Newcastle. According to William, just hours before she drove him to work, they were all casually relaxing at home before their departure. When Nephi got home, she enjoyed the BET Awards with her family. Afterward, she called her mother and engaged in a phone conversation to recap and share the highlights of the awards show. 
Denise recalls the phone call being typical, with nothing out of the ordinary standing out to her. Sadly, that would be the end of their normalcy. Nefertiri would find herself at the center of a mystery that has not been solved for nearly a decade. To further show just how baffling this case is, what is going to be presented from this point forward is almost entirely pieced together from witness accounts of that day. The investigators have very little physical evidence to work from. During the early morning of June 30th, 2014, approximately a little after 3.30 a.m., Nefertiri visited a local 7-Eleven store. With the store being just a seven-minute drive from her home, Nefi was comfortable leaving her children asleep at home while she ran out. Nefertiri entered the store, made her purchases, and subsequently left. Upon returning home, she parked her silver 2000 Acura outside of her house. Nefertiri then proceeded to walk towards her front door to enter her home. In a bizarre turn of tragic events, Nefertiri would never make it inside her home. According to a key witness, Nefertiri fell victim to an ambush and abduction, resulting in her being forcibly dragged and thrown into the back seat of her own car. Although there is surveillance footage from the 7-Eleven that Nephi went to that night, the footage has never been shown to the public. However, the Newcastle Police Department has verified that Nefertiri did enter the store, dressed in a pink sweatsuit, and made a purchase. Public confirmation regarding whether she was driving her vehicle or accompanied by someone remains undisclosed. What is established is that Nefertiri bought one pack of Newport cigarettes, two cups of coffee, and one loaf of bread during her visit. According to the store clerk, Nefertiri was a regular customer who typically frequented the store in the evening, making her early morning appearance on that day very unusual. It is believed that Nefertiri arrived home shortly before 4 a.m. At that time, her neighbor Joe Robinson was alerted by a noise, prompting him to check from his upstairs bedroom window. He observed an unknown man, dressed in a black hoodie and tan shorts, dragging Nefertiri and placing her in the back seat of her car. The witness could not ascertain whether she was conscious or unconscious at the time, and also couldn't say whether or not she was being helped into the vehicle or forced. Despite witnessing this, the neighbor chose not to call the police. He claimed that he'd believed that Nefertiri was unwell and the individual was assisting her to the hospital. He mentioned there had been constant activity at her home and that played a factor in his decision. As the investigation continued, Joe Robinson would change his story. Although it has been established that Nefertiri did not make it inside her home, she successfully exited her vehicle and walked to her front porch. That is where the ambush and abduction took place. During the abduction, Nefertiri's 17-year-old son heard some commotion downstairs in the house. When he went to check on it, however, he found no one present. Apparently, her son was sure that the noise had come from inside the house and never thought to check outside. By the time the noise ceased, Nephi had already been abducted. Later that day, 
Denise attempted to contact her daughter, but her phone was turned off, and all of the calls went straight to voicemail. Denise, considering the possibility that her daughter had returned to work earlier than expected from her medical leave, waited until Nephi's usual return time from work. She called her again at 4.30 p.m. and was still not able to reach her. It remains unclear whether Nefertiri's cousin had already returned home after finishing work or if Denise had asked him to check on the house, but he arrived shortly after her call. Upon William's arrival, he was confronted with a distressing scene. Denise soon arrived and was just as disturbed. She contacted the police, who took more than two hours to respond. On the porch of the house, there was a pack of Newport cigarettes and an unopened condom placed on a porch chair, along with two cups of coffee and Nefertiri's flip-flops neatly positioned side by side at her front door. On the front lawn lay a crushed loaf of bread which had been stepped on. The scene suggested a possible scuffle. Denise urgently contacted Nefertiri's sister and told her to come to the house. With the presence of the police, both the family and law enforcement initiated a search of the neighborhood. When they reached the door of Joe Robinson, he recounted his version of the events from that morning. Another neighbor, who had a camera positioned at the front of their home, revealed that the camera was not activated. It seemed like, at every turn, the investigation was hitting a dead end. Following an investigation by the Newcastle Police Department, a Verizon store surfaced with surveillance footage showing Nefertiri's car on the road after her abduction. However, publicly available information does not specify the driver's gender, whether there were additional occupants in the vehicle, or if any discernible details were visible in the footage. Following this sighting, neither Nefertiri nor her car were ever seen again. As a result, a gold alert was issued for Nefertiri Trader in Delaware. In Delaware, a gold alert is activated when a law enforcement agency receives notification that a senior citizen, a suicidal person, or an individual with a disability is missing. In such cases, the agency solicits information from the missing person's family or legal guardian to provide insights into the individual's physical or mental condition. The issuance of a gold alert for Nefertiri could be attributed to her being on medical leave. As previously mentioned, the nature of the medical procedure or the specific health issue remains unknown. Joe Robinson, the neighbor and witness who initially reported the incident, claimed that he was awakened by a loud noise and witnessed a man dragging Nefertiri into the back seat of her vehicle. Robinson asserted that drug dealing was taking place at Nefertiri's residence, so he wasn't sure what to make of the scene outside her house. Denise refuted his claims, stating that she had lived there with her daughter and three grandchildren, and no such activity had occurred. For the record, there is no known evidence of drug dealing or any public reports indicating such activities at her address in Saddlebrook. But when you look at the varying statements from Robinson, you almost begin to question everything. In another publicly released statement, Robinson provided a different account. According to this new statement, 
Robinson was already awake and observed Nefertiri's porch light turning on. He then looked out of his bedroom window, saw her conversing with someone, and witnessed her being dragged into her car. He then mentioned walking downstairs, by which time the car had already departed. If you remember, Robinson initially claimed he was awoken by a loud noise, and that's why he got up and checked outside. Now, he claims that he was already awake and noticed her porch light, prompting him to look out of his bedroom window, a significant change in his story. Several weeks following her disappearance, rumors circulated that Nefertiri's phone had been powered on and off. Law enforcement remains unable to either confirm or refute the accuracy of this rumor. If true, it implies that someone has or had possession of her phone and chose not to dispose of it. Even after all of the heightened media attention, it raises questions about the person holding onto her phone. Like, why would they keep it? Could there be crucial information on the phone that could shed light on her abduction? The lack of details in her case, coupled with the absence of identifiable persons of interest, limits the online discourse and available information. Despite thorough searches through numerous articles and discussion feeds, the theories surrounding her case are notably scant, with only two standing out. The first theory is that Nefertiri was followed home. Despite being only a seven-minute drive, the walk would be considerably lengthy, with the route surrounded by dense trees, creating a very dark environment. For that reason, she most likely drove. However, the details of whether she drove alone or was picked up and driven to the 7-Eleven cannot be confirmed. Typically, individuals do not follow someone on foot when the person being followed is in a vehicle. Given all of that information, it seems unlikely that she was followed by her abductor, which leads to yet another baffling question. If the abductor did not follow Nefertiri, Chances are that they drove to her house in their own vehicle. So why did they take hers? In this case, it would make sense for them to devise an elaborate plan to abduct Nefertiri, obtain the keys to her vehicle, and drive off with her in her car. However, details become unclear beyond that point. On her porch chair, there was an unopened condom positioned alongside a pack of Newport cigarettes. Why would the abductor leave a condom behind? The obvious assumption is the possibility of an assault attempt, but even that doesn't add up. Typically, the perpetrator would wait until the victim opened the door and force their way inside, but Nefertiri was dragged into her own car and taken somewhere. The more that we look into this case, the more questions we have. One of the pivotal aspects of this case is the reliance on the neighbor's witness account, which has contributed significantly to the available information. However, there remains a possibility that Robinson's witness accounts might be entirely false or misinterpreted. Unsurprisingly, that has caused some to wonder if he was involved in her disappearance. But that theory is full of holes. There remains only speculation when it comes to this case. While the search parties for Nefertiri Trader have dropped off in recent years, her mother said she still keeps an eye out for her daughter. 
The FBI continues to offer $20,000 for tips leading to an arrest, and county police is offering up to $10,000 for information. Nefertiri Trader would be around 43 years old today, but we still don't know anything regarding her whereabouts. To this day, she is still missing.